This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at gopowercat.com. And I'm Michael Swain of fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Berg's Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoParacat.com, and he is Michael Swain of Fog.net, and we're doing this before the Super Bowl, so we're not going to talk about the big game at all. Mm. At Well, maybe a little. You can interact with us on social media at Facebook.com slash The Drive Show, on Twitter at The Drive 13, and of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at both GoPowerCat and Fog.net. We start things off with our two-minute drill. The first segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. What a week for the Kansas Jayhawks. Lose in overtime on Monday at K-State, then hold off Baylor at home on Saturday. Michael, the tests never seem to end in this conference. They really don't, and I think KU gets kind of a a C for this week. You look at the performance against K-State on Monday, it was everything I think a lot of KU fans expected, right? A tough game on the road. The energy and intensity wasn't really there for KU, and that was a big key for the Jayhawks going into the game against Baylor. But then before the game, it's revealed that Kevin McCullough isn't really walking too well right now with the bone bruise he has in his knee. So he doesn't play. And as a result, KU has seven scholarship players in a game against the number 13 team in the country. And so that puts, I think, this performance maybe into some perspective for KU, where it was not perfect, right? KU let multiple double-digit leads slip, the lack of killer instinct for KU, I think, continues to show up in this week for the Jayhawks, where in the first half, they're up by 13, then the second half, they're up by 12, and in the end, it comes down to two final shots for Baylor to potentially tie the game, and those are the plays that left some sour taste in Bill Self's mouth postgame. He, I think, since the second title, has been pretty positive in a lot of postgame settings, not one to be negative, and that was not the case after this one, where he said it's probably the most upset he's been after a win in a long time, and some of that is because of the lack of execution his team had late in the game, where Nick Timberlake, I think, had maybe one of the worst 30-second stretches of basketball I've seen in a long time, and you saw part of it right there if you're watching on TV. He helps off a corner shooter, then on the final possession, he doesn't step up, and Baylor gets a attempt at a three-point shot to tie the game. So for KU, I think some of the big picture issues like the lack of 
I think late game execution, um, I think intensity and attention to detail. Those are the things I'm still concerned about KU in the long term for this season. But look, on the other hand, KU just beat the number 13 team in the country with seven scholarship players and down the most versatile guards. So this team continues to find ways to win really big games. It's just a question of can they make it two in a row, three in a row. KU's not won three conference games in a row yet this year. That has to change if they're going to win the conference. And correct me if I'm wrong, they're heading into a week with two road games, correct? That they are. It's a big test up ahead. That sure is. All right, well, Kansas State got the big win over KU and then lost on Saturday night at BYU. Fitz, what does this K-State team need to do to get to the NCAA tournament? Just discussion. Yeah, they're, they're way out of it right now. And I know Jerome Tang has said 9-9 nine and nine will get you in, but uh, their inconsistent performances and how they've kind of measured up in the you know, computer rankings, uh, I'm not sure going 9-9 nine and nine and losing in the first game in Kansas City gets you in. In fact, uh, you know, I think this team with its resume probably needs to pull off another big win. Uh, at the bottom line, Michael, they need to win the rest of their home games. That will get them to 9-9. Nine and nine. And if they can steal a road game, then suddenly they're 10-8, and eight, uh, despite these inefficiencies on the road. This is five straight road losses after that BYU game. Uh, they won their first one at West Virginia, and they've lost a home game. So they're, they're kind of even keel. They've played one more road game than home game. This is their off week in the midweek. Uh, you know, KU's already had one apparently, and now K-State's got to catch up to it. Uh, they don't play again until Saturday, and they need to be very attentive to what they need to accomplish on Saturday because TCU's pretty good. And when they hit their high gear, they're really good. And again, you have to defend your home court. Uh, this is a, a test pretty comparable to that Oklahoma team that came in and beat K-State in Manhattan. Take care of your business. Be more attention to some of the things you just said about KU in late game uh, on Saturday. This is what K-State's doing in a lot of their road games. And uh, they, they lose their attention to detail. They don't make the key plays down the stretch. In fact, K-State had BYU uh, in a great position. They came from 17 down in the second half to get it to three uh, with under a minute to go. And then they just give up a complete defensive breakdown with a basically a free layup on the other end after BYU ran their offense for a while. Uh, it's those things. It's those things that continue to hold the team back. Crucial turnovers and bad times. Uh, but get to 9-9 nine and nine and go win one in Kansas City, and I think you're in. And both of those things are easily attainable, uh, not just because you win your home games, you get to 9-9, nine and nine, but the new bracket in Kansas City is pretty uh, welcoming for six teams, uh, three in particular, that might need to get a win to get into consideration. And we're going to talk about that right now. Let's get to that topic, Fitz. I'm really interested in this. So the Big 12 race is a jumbled mess. But Fitz, the real mess could be when the Big 12 tournament bracket and its new 14-team double by setup gets split up. So Fitz, explain to us how this works and the impact it could have. Uh, this is wild, and this will, you know, next year you'll have another game on that first day. Uh, but as of now, six teams would have to play a five-game schedule to win the title. It's crazy. So your four top teams will get a bye, and your four next teams will get a bye. Uh, but the four top teams get a double bye. So yeah, you're gonna have all these games early in the tournament um, with kind of the bottom portion of this conference. It's still pretty good teams uh, that are gonna have to play each other. If you're Kansas State or I, Oklahoma, I don't even know who else might be on the bubble at that point. Almost at 
you're almost a benefit to be a seven seed or below, uh, excuse me, a nine seed or below and get one of those first round games and get in an extra victory. Uh, it's gonna be interesting, Michael. It makes the tournament longer, makes it more uh, difficult for bottom seeds to come up and win, particularly some good teams in this conference uh, who might have to play on that first day. And if you're one of the top four seeds, how strange to sit around for two days and watch your opponents play and then you get to take the court finally at uh, the Sprint Center. It has a different name now, but I don't recognize it. Fitz, I'm, I'm pumped for fans for this, I think, because yeah. think about the amount of times like a West Virginia team has come in and you play one game and there's some bad games on that day. Like the conference is so deep and then there's those great games now, I think on, on kind of Tuesday and Wednesday that then lead into the later part of the week when some of those more uh, elite teams, if you will, are playing. Like this is gonna be a great week of basketball in Kansas City and it's not gonna feel super short. I think there's a lot of people that are gonna argue it's gonna feel pretty long and especially if fans are gonna try and do as many days as possible. So I think this is gonna be pretty big. I think it's gonna have a lot of bearing on those tournament teams, especially those ones that are on the bubble. and. I think it's all you can ask for for a conference championship week. Yep, I agree. Now a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. All right, last week's question was the World Cup announced that Kansas City will host uh, several games in 2026, including a quarterfinal. How much does this interest you? Uh, the answers here, they got a lot of words here. Uh, a lot. I'm a huge soccer fan. Got 32% of the vote. Some, because it's in Kansas City, got 36%. I'll check on the scores. Got 28. And soccer is awful. I don't know who those 4% of people are, but I do not want to be friends with you. That's, that's good. I, I, they don't deserve your friendship. No. Uh, this week's question is, how interested are you in college spring games? A, more football. Uh, is great. B, I'll watch the game. C, I'll check the highlights. D, those games are meaningless. Uh, vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Michael, what's your vote again? Because it's uh, interesting. It's A plus D. More football's great. The games don't matter. And that will do it for this half of the two minute drill. We'll be right back with more on KU and K State here on the Drive. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. We are back and we continue our weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Exciting things are happening for KU football, including playing home games in Arrowhead and more staff additions. Michael, fill me in. Yeah, there's a lot going on, Fitz. So uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are obviously playing the Super Bowl tonight. What? You look at who's going to be playing in Arrowhead Stadium next year, it's the Kansas Jayhawks. And I think that's a pretty cool opportunity um, for this football team and football program. Obviously, Arrowhead's a place that the KU program has played before. But the opportunity to play in an NFL stadium is not something that college kids get to do very often. In fact, it's not very common at all. KU has played in a football 
or sorry, a baseball stadium and a college football stadium for its two bowl games, right? The NFL stadium part is really cool. One of the cool parts for fans is getting to watch games at Children's Mercy Park, getting to go to a soccer stadium and experiencing, I think, a much more intimate atmosphere for games that I think on paper are probably not going to be some of the most um, intense games K will play in this season. So for the fans, I think it's really cool that there's these different opportunities and season tickets are obviously now uh, on sale for folks that were season ticket holders in the past. So I think it's a really cool opportunity to make the best out of a, a tough situation. Obviously, I think everyone would love to see KU play their games in Lawrence, but that opportunity is not happening because it would have such a great impact on the construction schedule. So KU's found another way around this. I think there's still some logistical things to be figured out in terms of parking, in terms of students. How do they get there? How do they get home safely? Those are big things that'll be answered in the long term. And then in terms of some staff movement for KU, obviously we talked about the Jeff Grimes hire when that happened in December, but KU's also lost Jordan Peterson to Texas A&M. Peterson went to Texas A&M and was a key recruiter for Lance Leipold. And now Lance Leipold has found his replacement in DK McDonald, who comes from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was previously at Iowa State. He really fits the mold of what Lance Leipold wants on this staff, which is experienced coaches, guys that have a track record and can, I think, demand a lot of respect from the players. And you look at someone that is going to walk into a, a pretty charismatic cornerbacks room with Kobe Bryant, Melo Dotson. Those guys want to be coached. And what can DK McDonald say from the get-go? Hey, I know what it takes to get to the NFL. I just worked with NFL players. Listen to me and we can get there. So overall, pretty exciting times and some good news going on for KU during basketball season. And of interest to K-State fans, Sean Snyder was one and done yeah. at Kansas. He steps away from being a special teams analyst for the Jayhawks. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, starting his own, I believe, special mm -hmm. teams camp. So yeah. a good start for him in a different part of football. Yep. Let's get to Kansas State football now, which is going to hold a spring game for the first time since before the pandemic. So Fitz, why will there be a spring game on April 13th this year? Look, all I can say is I know Chris Kleiman is like me, isn't a big fan of spring games. It's kind of a wasted practice. But this is what I think is going on. And I've actually asked no one about this because this kind of caught me off guard at first. The Kansas State schedule in 24 is really strange. And the fact that you got to keep in mind, you've got selected home games that you're targeting for recruiting weekends. Well, Kansas State plays Arizona to wrap up its non-conference schedule. That's not a Big 12 game. Of course, that is a non-conference game that might be played on Friday night. I think it will be played on Friday night since they put that as an option. So that eliminates a recruiting weekend. Well, the first eight weeks of the Big 12 schedule then offer K-State two buys, four road games, and two home games. K-State's in a four home game season for the Big 12 schedule, and two of them will come in the final three weeks of the season uh, when it's, you know, probably not ideal weather to be hosting recruits. You probably will do it. But this offers K-State an opportunity to have another recruiting weekend. And they're having a bunch of junior days leading up to this uh, spring game. And I think also there's a layer of fundraising involved in here. Uh, for many years, K-State has had an in-person uh, catbackers auction at Bram Lynch Coliseum to raise money for the athletic department, a significant amount of money. And they've done it digitally since the pandemic, and I'm not sure what the results are, but it's hard to believe that uh, donors that are now bidding in their own home would have spent as high as much as when they're in a bunch of peer pressure with free cocktails. 
Let's be honest. I think they're doing a lot of things here with the spring game, and I don't know if this will be a permanent basis, but this is also a good sign that Kansas State has found a little bit more depth. Because honestly, there was a couple years when they just couldn't have a spring game because they didn't have enough healthy bodies. The fact that they were going to have enough bodies for a spring game is a, a pretty cool concept because that's a good sign for the season. But we'll see how many recruits come in on that day because I have a feeling they will invite a lot. Well, now let's step out of bounds. And Out of Bounds is brought to you by Dare's Corner Market. We love local. We're local for you. Today is Big Game Sunday. And we recorded early so we can watch. But the game was in Las Vegas. Michael, I did a series of videos this week at GoPowerCat about the Big 12 and Las Vegas and how I think they need to kind of adopt it. But what do you think the Big 12 should do to find more ways to be at home in Las Vegas? Well, all I suspect you, Fitz, then, is this the expense of having the Big 12 basketball tournament in Kansas City? Is this at the expense of having um, the Big 12 football title game in Dallas or Big 12 football media days in Dallas? What do you think? Yeah. Well, first of all, football media days is in Las Vegas this year because of some bad scheduling. We'll find out, you know, where it is. I found out this. It's not going to be at the Sphere, which I'm upset about. It was only a $2 million a day rental. So I think the Big 12 did wisely chose not to do Mm. that. Uh, I I don't know. I I do see this from the the new teams coming in. And the Big 12 uh, veteran schools, so to speak, better brace themselves because they've done what Texas always refused to do was to give up the votes. Uh, They brought in eight new schools, uh, and that's half the conference. And some of these Western schools want to have that tournament in Vegas. Good news is Kansas City is the home for until 2027, Michael. But the one I want, now that the Big 12 needs more bowls and needs to freshen their bowls, I want that Las Vegas bowl. I I think that's a Big 12 bowl. And honestly, I think Las Vegas should have more than one bowl, and Big 12 should get its dirty little hands on both of them. I'd be okay with that. I think you got to pick and choose, right? right? I think having, like, the Big 12 basketball tournament in Kansas City is really important. I think it's also a really good place to have it. But if you're talking about having some football postseason games there, I think you mentioned before maybe a Big 12 kickoff game there in Las Vegas. I'm cool with more football games in Las Vegas, but let's try and keep, I think, basketball um, to Kansas City because I think it's a really good host city for it. Yep, I agree. I I absolutely don't move the basketball games, and and we'll find out what happens. Also, I've had a great idea presented to me is to play a bunch of tip-off games. You know, we're going to see the one in – in Mexico, Mexico with KU and Houston, but do Vegas and do some others, you know, Madison Square Garden. Move some games around the country and have a big celebration of Big 12 basketball coast to coast. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Now let's hear from the fans. Our fan question is sponsored by Medlark Retirement Away to Manhattan, where you can live your way every day. Our fan question this week is another week, another big Monday road game from the Jayhawks. Of course, they're going to Tech on Monday. Mm-hmm. Is this good or bad? For KU, that's from Alan Topeka. Uh, Al, it is bad on so many fronts for KU. First of all, it's a road game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those haven't gone well for KU. Uh, Short rest isn't great. And it's a long flight for KU from Lawrence on Sunday, a day after Dewan Harris rolled his ankle and a day after Kevin McCulloch barely walked because of a bone bruise. Not great, if you ask me. Yeah, the one thing this KU team couldn't afford are these kind of lingering injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, certainly season-ending injuries would be worse, but yeah. uh, th- these can haunt you, and, and they've avoided them up until now. Yeah, they have. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It is time to head down the home stretch of this week's show, and Michael, need, we need to get this wrapped up so we can go watch football. Oh. Now let's take a look at our predictions. The predictions are brought to you by Kite. Meeting your friends at Kite since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page, at The Drive 13. Here are last week's results. The viewers went 1-2. and two. I went 2-1. and one. Uh, Michael went 1-2. Oh and two. Uh, This season's been so bad for all of us. 2-1 and one looks like a giant victory. Look at that. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> for a guy who uh, has given up sports betting because he stinks, I, I do a good job when I don't really put much thought into it. Hmm. And now let's get started with this week's picks. And we start with an interesting game next Saturday, Texas Tech at Iowa State. Uh, we've got Iowa State as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Michael, you say. I'll take Iowa State, man. They're playing so well right now, and yeah. that game's at home too for them. So I'll rock with the clones. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tech to cover. Mm. I don't think they'll win. I think it's going to be a great game. All right, next up is TCU at K-State. That is also next weekend. We got his pick em. I'm going to take the Horn Frogs because I think when they play well, they are really good, and I think they'll play well. These, both of these teams have an identity crisis. <laughs> TCU's got a really high upside. Then they could be really bad. K-State, right, I'm going to stick with K-State. They, they got to win it. I think they'll win it. Our last game of the week is Kansas at Oklahoma. We put this as a pick em too, uh, just because that makes it easy for all of us old people. Michael. Yeah, I like the fact that K does get the extra rest right between a Monday, Saturday for this road game. So I'll rock with KU here, but I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I don't feel good about this. I'm going to take KU. I just I don't trust Oklahoma to win that one at all. Mm. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. It's now time for our on the clock segment. Strangely, we have time for it. Ooh. I don't know what happened. On the clock is sponsored by Carpet One. Buy local for a strong local community, and we start with Michael Swain of Fog.net. Fitz, I like to talk about Travis Goff and the work he's done at Kansas because I think it's been a, a lot of different things have happened over the last 18 months, and I think we're now getting close to the time where I think it's almost the year of end, end of year three for Travis Goff here, and a new contract should be headed his way pretty soon. You think about keeping Lance Leipold back-to-back off seasons, generating enough fundraising for the football program to get the entire locker room and weight room uh, redone in an expedited fashion so players last year could see it. Now they're building a new stadium, something that past administrations couldn't even get close to sniffing. And then you, of course, have the Allen Fieldhouse renovations, another bill self-contract, 
added in there as well. And then there's also the non-revenue sports fits, which obviously we don't get the chance to cover as much here, but you look at women's golf for KU doing really well, swimming got a new locker room. Like there's a lot of extra work being put into those non-revenue sports by Travis Goff. I think he's been a fantastic athletic director for KU. I'm sure a raise and a new contract will be headed his way at least within the next year, you have to think. Man, the, the arms race in this conference is hard to keep up, but they're doing it. Most schools are. Hey, I want to talk about the Super Bowl. Oh, excuse me, the big game. Uh, even though uh, we uh, are, haven't seen it yet, but how cool is it that the two starting quarterbacks are Big 12 quarterbacks and not from the big institutions that everyone says is the entire conference? Uh, I was so fired up as a Chiefs fan when the Chiefs traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. I knew he'd be good. No one knew he'd be this good. And on the other side, Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. So not much was expected of Brock Purdy. And yet here he is. He's had an outstanding season. He's led the 49ers to this big game. And I tell you what, I I think the Chiefs win. I don't know how it'll turn out, but this is pretty cool. This game is one giant advertisement for what the Big 12 is about. It's quality football, even if you don't think schools like Iowa State and Texas Tech can play it. That's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We'll see you next week right here and all week on social media. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.